Namaste and welcome to another episode of Waking Up with Jessica. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe. So today we are going to be waking up with Claudia Gilani. She is a passionate herbalist, alternative health practitioner, podcast host, and the founder of Healing the Source, a platform aimed to empower individuals to reclaim their health by embracing the gifts of nature. After a lifelong battle with chronic symptoms, Claudia became fed up with the conventional approach to healthcare. The allopathic medicine system offered only temporary relief by suppressing symptoms without addressing the root causes of her ailments, which included full body cystic acne, chronic fatigue, cavities at every dentist visit, anxiety, depression, brain fog, extreme bloating, constipation, deliberating menstrual pain, hair loss, and the list goes on. Determined to find a better way, Claudia embarked on a personal journey to discover the true path to healing. By merging ancient wisdom with modern understanding, Claudia provides a comprehensive toolkit for achieving optimal health and embracing a vibrant, fulfilling life. Welcome to the show, Claudia. Thank you so much. First of all, congratulations on your show. This is so exciting. I'm a huge fan of you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes, and you're a dear friend of my family, and so I'm just so honored to be here. Thank you. And you're such a busy woman, so (laughs) I'm really grateful Like I was able to get you on this show. Yes. You know, as you were listing off those (laughs) symptoms that I experienced in my life, I was like, wow, damn, I I did? Like, (laughs) that's a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you when you heal, once you like heal something, it's so easy to feel so comfortable in yourself, in your body, in your daily life that when you look back and look at what you went through, it's like, whoa. Right. Did I go through that? Yes. Yeah. So you and I have something in common amongst many other things, but Mm -hmm. we were both born and raised in Chicago. Chicago gals. How cool is that? (laughs) Good Midwestern values that we exude. Yes. Oh, that's so real. I mean, I love Los Angeles. I do. I really do. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, it's, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a different personality here, a stereotypical personality. Of course, I've met such amazing people here, but there is like a, um, there are just some attitudes that are miss the mark. (laughs) That when I do meet someone from the Midwest, I'm like, wow, this person is down to earth and honest. What a, that's so refreshing. (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. I was hiking a few days ago with my girlfriend and we were coming down the hill and this woman just basically stood like, are you going to go around me? And I'm like, no, we're coming down. You go around us. But it's sort of like that attitude. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, we, Who are you? <laughs> yeah. What do you have to offer me? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. One thing that's very unique about you and people may not know is that your mother immigrated from Iran mm-hmm. and you were birthed from a sperm donor from mm-hmm. Germany. Yes. That is so unique. <laughs> it's definitely a very fun party story to tell. So when yeah. I, you know, people will, when they first meet you, they're like, oh, you know, do you have any siblings? And I'll say, well, I grew up as an only child, but I have 60 plus half siblings. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, what? <laughs> have you ever tried to like find any? Oh, I've found so many of them. So when I say 60 plus, I know of 60 that exist. Um, and this is from doing 23andMe, the oh, wow. uh, DNA testing site. Sure. And uh, it's controversial because <laughs> you're giving your DNA to the government, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I was like, I, I want to find out, do I have siblings? And I was under the impression, my mother was under the impression that there would be a max of 10 offspring from this one donor. That was false. Huh. I don't know why. Um, the medical, like each donor site tells the the parents, the mother, 
there's a cap of 10. But he went to so many different sites to donate that I think they just didn't track at that time. So I think that's definitely an issue, (laughs) in my opinion, because there are just too many offspring of the same person. Uh, (laughs) Wow. But I have I have met a handful of of my half siblings. They are here in California. They're spread out all over the country, some out of this country. And actually, one of my half sisters became a a very close friend of mine. Wow. Is she in LA? She's in LA. We live five minutes from each other. Oh my God. She's an actress. And I, when I was um, doing more acting a few years ago, she and I found out that we had the same agent. Wow. For some time we had like the same management. We had the same like acting coach. We had the same like some mutual friends in common. It was crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. What are the chances of that happening? <laughs> well, apparently it's not yeah. <laughs> that rare because there's so many of yeah, us. Yeah, true. Oh boy. True. Yeah. Yeah. So you were just hiking with RFK? Jelly. <laughs> Jelly. <laughs> oh, you're a fan as well. Yeah, I met him last month. He did an event. <gasps> at the Wilshire Ebell Theater. Mm. And I just found out about it the day of. Wow. And I dragged one of my friends with me. (laughs) And then they're like, oh, if you want to like meet him, you can. And there was like, everyone just started lining up and I'm like, let's just meet him. And they take your phone and they take a picture. When he saw me, he was like, wow. (laughs) You know, just sees this like Amazon walking up to him because he's pretty tall, you know? He is, he is. And let me tell you, when I went on this hike with him, he, I'm like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, he has blue jeans on. He looks like he's not ready for a hike. Mm. And yet this little group of us going on this hike with Bobby Kennedy, we were gasping for breath, trying to catch wow. up with this man who was so far ahead of us, like yeah, as if he was strolling through the park, as if it was just, it was no nothing at all. With his, I think he has like four or five dogs that were following wow. him, and he's just. It, it was it was so easy for him, and we're all like, "Yeah, <laughs> hello, help! <laughs> Wait, we have a question." Wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, our our current uh, situation with politics, it's like all these people are, yeah, unable to stand up, yeah, speak. They're so old. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, it's sad. It's a sad it, situation. It really is. I find it so ironic. These quote unquote health experts. Mm. I mean, have you seen how some of them look and I'm not being, yeah. I'm not being shady, but like, you're telling me how to be healthy. Look at you. Yes. Look, I'm all for body positivity. <laughs> yeah, I am. But when it comes to health or like any field if someone is not excelling in the field that they're in i don't want their advice absolutely i want to go to someone who knows not not only knows what they're talking about but exudes and presents themselves with that information in in their own life absolutely do you remember back during the covid days um (laughs) what covid yeah, just kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. Um, what what they did with Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. When he was saying he was healing through ivermectin, which right. is actually very healing. It, yeah. they, it, it, if you read articles about it, it was a miracle. Oh, yeah. I took it cheap. even though they were making fun of people. Yeah. Um, I took it when I, I had COVID once, took it. I was... Yeah better the next day um meanwhile everyone was like making fun of me saying oh you're taking veterinary like horse medication i'm like all right well i feel great (laughs) meanwhile you're still in bed feeling like crap so yeah uh, i mean to each their own um but yeah they um the news the the media took joe rogan's clips put a filter put a filter yes. over it, made him look green and sickly while he's talking about how he feels so much better. And everyone's commenting, oh, he looks like crap. Like this yeah. guy is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't agree with um, everything Joe Rogan says. I don't agree with everything anyone says. Absolutely. But I admire him so much because he's a very curious guy who yeah. just wants to learn from 
everyone's point of view. Absolutely. And I think that's how we should all be is just ask questions. Don't take totally. things at face value. Stop. If, if the government, the medical system, your so-called experts tell you, right. this is a fact, go, okay, great. Let me take a second and yeah. research all biases and figure it out right. for myself. Do you remember when back in the day we were actually encouraged to do that? <laughs> to like do your research and read? <laughs> When was that? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> and now it's a crime if yes. you if you do that and you come up with yes. what's true for you. So right. I just I find it crazy, and I'm sure you've been called a conspiracy theorist, oh, yeah. an anti-vaxer, and all these things because I've been called them too. And when people say that to me, I'm like. That doesn't hurt me. I've been called way worse. <laughs> it doesn't hurt me. You know, it used to. It used yeah. to bother me. I used to very much care about what other people thought of me. Um, and that was, that's uh, another big part of my healing process is sure. stress, emotional, um, yeah, really fearing judgment. Mm. And in a way, like my own podcast and my platform on Instagram was... <laughs> is a big part of my healing process because I'm putting myself out there every day talking about my beliefs, my thoughts, and being a very imperfect person because I'm not I'm not uh, always right. And I hope people question me. I, I tell people all the time, like, whatever you learn from me, ask questions too. Sure. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, labels. So uh, labels used to scare me. Now I'm like... You can call me literally anything. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the person saying those words. So true. It has to do with them. And I feel sorry for them that they feel uh, this need to throw up negativity and project yeah. whatever insecurities they have onto another person. Right. Um, and I just wish them well. Same, you know, I just, if, if I don't even want to argue anymore, if you tell me yeah. two plus two is five, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. You're right. Good for you. Whatever. <laughs> I disagree, but I'm going to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What I really like about you, Claudia, is you're so relatable, like on your Instagram and mm. stuff, you keep it very real and you'll just show up and you'll do a video and you're just very raw and real and you're not trying to be something that you're not. You're mm -hmm. giving the advice. You're showing people what actually works for what worked for you. Mm -hmm. And I always share your post with friends that are going through certain issues and they're, I mean, you're just spreading so much good karma for yourself because it's, that's the way I see it. It's just branching off into the universe. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I want to talk a little, I wrote this quote down, well, actually a question, and uh, to set the tone for what we're going to talk about, I'm going to start with this question. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> How does your relationship with God influence your overall well-being and health? Mm, that's such a good question. You know, I grew up without religion. I didn't practice anything. I grew up in a spiritual household, though. You know my mom. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Very spiritual woman. And I'm so grateful for that. But I used to look at religion as very cult-like. Yeah. Um, I would kind of cringe when people would say God, because I would just look at it as, yeah, very cult-like. I have very negative connotations with it. Sure. Um and some people who are quote unquote religious tend to be very extreme. And that was my point of view of it. Hmm. And now I see it as anything could be extreme, anything in, in life, politics, religion, mm -hmm. he health, whatever it may be. And that was such a, such a narrow minded view of what religion is and god has so many different it can have so many different interpretations and a friend of mine um 
he he told me, well, you could give it a different name if it bothers you. You could say yeah. creator. Right. You could say it's an energy. You could yeah. say it's um, yeah the energy within you because we all carry God within ourselves. Absolutely. That's not to say I have a God complex, <laughs> but it's like we carry this energy within ourselves. We are vessels of light, the light from the universe. We, we, we are vessels of this light and it's up to us what we do with that light, how we react to, like, just like you said, when you're called those labels, those names, it does not bother you. You are bringing more light into your life when you react that way. Mm -hmm. We're constantly being thrown challenges in our life. It's kind of like asking, like, <laughs> why do you think we're here on this planet? Or why are we here at all? Why are we alive? Yeah. Why do we exist? And I believe it's to overcome narratives or, you know, in, in Kabbalah, they call it tikkun. It's to overcome the uh, restrictions and problems and narratives that we've created for ourselves or ancestral mm. uh, trauma yeah. to overcome that. And to, when you do so, well, you either react negatively whether it's something as small as someone standing too close to you in line and you're getting irritated and you react and you say, hey, back off. Yeah. Or you can react and take a deep breath and take a step forward or turn around and say, hey, do, do you mind uh, taking a step back? I feel right. like I need I just need a little space. Like it really depends on how you react to big or small situations. Um I feel like I'm going on a tangent, but it's, I look at my life now in such a different way. I'm no longer living in victimhood. Mm. I don't label myself. I don't, when something bad happens, it's not why me? It's okay. What is this here to teach me? Yeah. What is this? What is this lesson? Mm. How can I expand myself? How can I learn? Um, what is the lesson here so I can expand and bring more blessings into my life? Wow. That's sort of my philosophy and how I see God. Mm. I don't see God as some man in the sky that's judging every little thing that you do. Yep, yep. I see heaven and hell basically states of consciousness, right? Mm. You could be in hell when you're very spiritually disconnected and you're turning to alcohol and you're turning to... God knows what mm -hmm. to escape the things that you don't want to handle that can help you be in heaven, which yes. is a state of ecstasy and a state of bliss and something that we all strive for. Mm -hmm. So me personally, I feel like if you're spiritually disconnected, that can affect your health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so many things that can impact that, whether it's your diet so many, most people today are nutritionally deficient. Yeah. And that alone is messing with our brain where, mm -hmm. I mean, how many people do you know that are, have anxiety today? Oh, I know. Everybody, everyone, everyone. <laughs> everybody. It's like, yeah. you don't have anxiety. What? <laughs> yeah. It's like how many Americans are on psych drugs? Yes. It's scary. It's horrible. And it's, you know, to remedy that people are being given medication after medication and it's yeah. not healing the root cause of yeah. what the issue is. And it's disconnecting us from our higher self. Absolutely. You recently co-wrote a book with your mom about breast implant illness. Yes. And I want to talk a little bit about that because I'm sure you know I used to have breast implants. That's right. Yes. And they made me incredibly sick mm. and I had no idea. What were your symptoms and how long did you have them in? I had them for over 10 years. Okay. And um, got them my early 20s. Mm. I um, thought it was normal, right? And People would tell me, you're so tall, you need 
a little bit more, you know, you're too tall and thin. And it was just this body, yeah. you know, the, the way things are pushed onto us, how a woman's supposed to look and all these things. And so when I first got them, I actually like them. They mm-hmm. looked good. A lot of men didn't even know. They're like, oh, really? You know, so <laughs> they were soft. They weren't too big. Right. You know? And, um, they looked great Mm -hmm. and I didn't notice anything in the beginning until years went by and I'm like, wow, I'm feeling very fatigued. Why am I feeling fatigued? Like I'm young. How did you connect the dots? Um, so I, I did a lot of, um, well, I was taking lots of vitamins to try to combat every symptom that I had. (laughs) That's like the first thing we all do is what's, what supplement's going to fix this. (laughs) Totally changed my diet several different times, took an allergy test, and then I uh, did blood tests and everything was normal. I'm Mm -hmm. totally healthy. I'm Mm -hmm. like, what is it? What is this? And then I found out about breast implant illness through a friend's uh, relative who Mm -hmm. recently went through it. And then she told me about this Facebook group. Mm-hmm. I go in the Facebook group where there's thousands of women. It's called breast implant illness by Nicole. Mm-hmm. I literally started reading the women's testimonies and just started crying. I related so much. I'm like, first thing I thought was I got to get these fucking things out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it's a very, it's, it's not like you just go to the doctor and pop them out. As you know, yeah, you got to get that scar tissue that has all those heavy metals mm-hmm. that are stuck to your ribs, that capsule. Yes. Out. And that was so very important people, to me. People don't realize that. I, mm-hmm. I've seen countless cases of people having, um, they get their breast implants out. They go to a surgeon who doesn't specialize in explant. And it's really important that your surgeon knows what the deal is because mm-hmm. so many of them don't they know how to put them in yeah but the the process of taking them out is more than just taking the implant out itself it's the capsule so our body naturally forms a capsule around the breast implant because it's a foreign object in our body yeah so any foreign object that that is inputted into our body it sees it as this alien thing that's it's like an attack it's an attack on the body so it Our body is amazing. It's so miraculous. It does this thing where it forms a capsule to to just keep it all into one place. So it doesn't keep leaking the heavy metals, the the silicone, whatever, you know, you want to look at the ingredients in an implant. It's wild. I don't even, it's, it's, you got to question why there are certain things in there like aluminum in implants. Um, but yeah, so when you get the implants out, so many people still have that capsule still in their body. Yeah. So they get the implant out and they're still sick because that capsule's holding all of those toxins and wastes from the implant. Wow. And it's still in their body. And they're like, oh, I got the implants out. It was not the implants. Yeah. Well, what is it? Like I spent all this money and they didn't realize mm. it's it's still in their body. Yes, the implant's out, but you know that protective covering is still in there. Um, it's such a shame because my gosh, what an investment <laughs> to Absolutely. put the implants in. <laughs> and then oh, so many women don't even realize that they need to replace the implant every 10 years. Yeah. Um, a lot of women don't even do that. Yeah. Uh, and then they they have to, when they do explant, I know so many women who are, who are like, well, I can't afford to do mm. it. And they keep them in and it's just so heartbreaking because I've seen it. I've seen it with my mom. Um, as you mentioned, yeah, she had BII and she <clears throat> she had three sets of implants over the course of a little over 30 years. She, she did her due diligence. <laughs> she removed them and replaced them every 10 years. Mm. And she was fine, fine the first 10 years, fine the next decade. And then- she started to have gut issues. Then she started to have memory issues. Mm. Then she was gaining weight. Then like little by little, 
And we're like, oh, you know, most of us are like, it comes with age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all in your head. It's all in your yeah. head. It's normal, yeah. normal this, normal that. And eventually she almost became wheelchair wow. ridden. She, it was very hard for her to get up. Um, she was very depressed. I mean, she was suicidal. She's early fifties. Yes. Young woman. (sighs) And we, I realized it was BII and I told her and it's hard for some women to hear that. Yeah. Because our, our, uh, just in general as women, our looks can be very important to us and it becomes a part of our identity and self self worth and um taking that away a lot of women feel less womanly right um it's it's very difficult and so i've seen a lot of denial when it comes to bii and they don't want to acknowledge it and i completely understand but it's it's only until they really acknowledge what's going on and they take the implants out and do the proper detox, which is uh, another part of the process, which mm-hmm. is so important. That's really why we made a book together is because the process of eliminating those toxins and waste from the implants after getting them out is so important because so heavy metals, yeah. they can lodge into your system and it's very mm-hmm. tough to get them out. Um, but it is possible. Yeah. <laughs> so, when yeah. I first got my implants, I I opted for saline because I thought they were safer, yep. right? <laughs> and um, turns out the shell is made of like over forty different chemicals that are constantly being released mm-hmm. into your body. I mean, you think about these implants; they're sitting on top of your vital organs. Your the majority of your lymph nodes, yeah, which is like the sewage system of your body. It's yeah. what the the lymph. You have lymph vessels all all uh, throughout your entire body, but really, your chest carries yeah. so much of them. And when it's just being exposed to all these yeah. toxins, it is. I mean, it's yeah. it should be a no brainer, but it's it, it's hard to convince someone who is quote unquote okay mm-hmm. with implants. They'll say, "Oh, I have implants, I'm fine." Yeah. But I ask them, "Are you actually fine? Are you symptom free in your life?" Sure. Usually, the answer is no. Absolutely, because we've normalized bloating. We've normalized <laughs> <laughs> not pooping every day. Yeah. <laughs> we've normalized it all. It's so true. I know. So it just, uh, in 2020, I'm sure you know this, they finally put a black box warning, yes, an FDA uh, warning on the implants mm-hmm. that the doctor has to disclose to the patient that these can, there, there are some people that have <laughs> these effects. Yes. And it can cause cancer. 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 Yes. Wow. Yeah. I'm so glad I got them out. Like I feel so much more connected to my body now. Mm. Whereas before I felt some sort of disconnect Mm. and I didn't know what it was. It was hard for me to meditate. It was hard for me to exercise. And I had no idea what this was, just taking all these vitamins, drinking lots of water. I feel so connected to my body now. And I have my sensation back. Mm. which I lost when I got the implants. Wow. And when I first felt that again, I got very emotional because mm. I didn't know what that felt like for so long. And then you just, you want to be sexy at the same time. And it's like, no. And also what's really sad is all of these women in the group, well, not all of them, but a lot of the women in the group, when they remove their implants, their husbands leave them. Oh, well, yeah. that's a sign that that was not the right person yeah. for them. <laughs> Absolutely. That's horrible. But in a way, a blessing to, to see why they were there in the first place. Yeah. Is it really that um, 
I don't want not materialistic, but like literally materialistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. Wow. I'm like good riddance if good you're going to go for that. Bye. Wow. So I also wanted to talk to you a little bit about how does gut health affect our overall well-being and what can we do to improve it? Because mm. gut health, <laughs> you know, that that's controls everything. Everyone <laughs> wants to know about gut health. Yes. <laughs> it's tricky. It can be tricky because I feel like we, when people go from the allopathic world to the holistic world. They go, screw the guy in the white coat. I'm taking matters into my own hands. I'm not taking prescription after prescription. But then they go to the holistic world and they start taking supplement after supplement. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least it's not a pharmaceutical. But uh, you can still be doing quite a lot of harm with all the supplements that you're taking. Wow. Do you need them? A lot of people are taking supplements because they hear... Uh, some person on Instagram or TikTok said that, you know, the this vitamin B complex is really good f for you because are you fatigued? Take this. It made me feel great. Yeah. And um, in reality, maybe you're sufficient in, in that aspect and you're overloading now or you're taking a supplement brand that is not totally pure. And, you know, most supplements on the market are full of cheap fillers and additives, uh, a very low percentage of what the bottle is being advertised for. Mm. Um, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, our, our gut is, I'm sure you've heard it, like our second brain. So our gut health determines our, our the clarity of our mind. Um, it can help with having a stable, healthy gut flora can help with anxiety, depression. Um, it is crucial. Oh my gosh. I mean, acne, I, I dealt with acne for over a decade. Um, and <laughs> I, I just thought I wasn't, you know, I was constipated, but I never gave a, a second thought to it. And uh, no one talks about poop. I talk about poop all the time. So <laughs> no TMI here. Um, but it's literally like if you're not eliminating and your gut is messed up, the toxins in your body, again, your body is so smart. It knows what to do. Um, if it's not eliminating properly, those wastes and toxins are recirculating and coming out through our skin which is like our third kidney wow. and coming out like acne, eczema, psoriasis. Um, and really like I could, I could go into the complex details of how to heal your gut, but I, I really want to just go back to the basics. We're not eating enough real food. Mm. We just aren't. And it, it's, <laughs> It's like we're we're supplementing so much, especially here in America. Mm -hmm. We are spending so much on supplements and not enough on food. Mm. Our food is what the our supplements are supposed should. to come from. Yes, yeah. it's like we uh, where have we gone? Yeah. We're not eating enough food, real food, and we're taking all of these supplements. Yeah, and I'm not against supplements. I take supplements myself every day. But the ones that I need, sure. <laughs> I don't take something just because someone says it's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Everything could be good for you, but it could also be exactly what your body doesn't need. Mm -hmm. um, so coming back to real food. And when I say real food, it's like foods that Mother Earth, God gave us, mm -hmm. literally said, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you survive. Um it's so sad. I've I've heard kids say that you know, when you ask them, uh, where, where do apples come from? They say, oh, from Whole Foods. Oh <laughs> it's like, well, sure, but first came from a tree. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and we're eating these food-like products in boxes and packages, yeah. and we're eating products that are flavored like food but they're not actually food like strawberry flavored pop tarts yeah. there is no strawberry <laughs> fake eggs 
fake eggs. <laughs> I know. Horrible. With, with seed oils in them. Well, it's Speaking of seed oils, yeah. did you hear recently that <sighs> they said seed oils was a right wing conspiracy theory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was in Rolling Stone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hilarious, right? Everything. Uh, <laughs> fitness. I remember, uh, <laughs> when was that? Like a year ago, they came out with an article saying uh, people who encourage you to be active is like totally right wing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I what? know it's nuts. Moving your body is right wing. <laughs> Excuse I, I, like, me. I cannot believe that this is happening in our world these days. It's nuts. <laughs> it blows my mind. But I mean, yeah. uh, so be it. I mean, lack of movement really is one of the biggest drivers of disease. Yeah. And what does the system at large want? They want us all sick. Yeah. They want us coming in for more mm. medications. And um, yeah. yeah, and back to foods where we have all these foods that are fortified, and people think, oh, this is this is good for me. This bread, this cereal, this um, um, nutritional yeast, all these foods, quote unquote foods that are fortified <laughs> yeah. with vitamins. And these vitamins, people are like, oh, this is great. I don't need to supplement. And mm. oh, I, I'm low in in folic acid. I can just eat this and it's good for my body. You know, it's very tricky. Like nutritional yeast sounds so good. Nutritional. Yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, you are getting these vitamins that are not meant to be methylated in your body. So it's not bioavailable. Um, it becomes excess in your body. Your body doesn't know what to do with it. And suddenly you're super inflamed. You, your kids are having behavioral issues. They have ADHD. And, and then you take them to the doctor and they're being prescribed AD, or, uh, Adderall and Ritalin. <sighs> Which right? is meth. Which is meth, yeah. <laughs> to put it simply. Crazy. Yeah, and it's like this merry-go-round, this 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 wheel of, of, of doom. Yeah. Yeah, so coming back to real food, it's, it's, it's not a crazy concept. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, you know, people say, well, I can't afford uh, organic food. I can't afford, you know, that real produce. And it's like, don't, we can't be angry at the people telling you what's best for your body. You got to be mad at the system at large mm. for making those cheap foods cheap and accessible right. to you. There's a reason why produce is set at a certain cost compared to a box of Cheerios. Mm. They're making it. it they're making it so that we're, we fight with each other. We, yeah. that it seems elitist to say, eat real food. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I don't want to be eating bugs. Yo, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, you heard about that, right? Yeah. Like, you see all, all the celebrity like, videos of them eating bugs. Like, Ooh, this is high end. <laughs> and like when I first like moved to LA, like they're pushing the vegan diet. Yeah. And I thought, ethically maybe it was the right thing right to do right and i did try it and i was constantly bloated mm. i felt sick all the time i'm already naturally thin but then i got like really thin and people are like are you all right yeah you need to go eat a burger <laughs> <laughs> a beyond burger <laughs> yeah beyond burger i mean oh. you look at the ingredients it's like i can't even pronounce this stuff what is this no and if it is a real food it's been processed yeah to its death um yeah veganism i'm not vegan i've never been vegan or vegetarian i have a lot of friends who are and they do it correctly in my opinion they do have to supplement with certain things such as b12 um but they're, when I say they do it correctly, it's because they're eating real foods. Mm. They're not eating the Beyond Meat and Impossible Burgers. Mm. They're not eating the packaged vegan foods. I mean, they're most, I would say confidently that most vegans are not eating real food. Yeah. And this is why they're sick. Um, most of them are extremely nutritionally deficient. They're just being sold these uh, solutions 
for their food that's not even real food and then you know when you suggest otherwise they are they become very defensive because they think it's a, an attack on uh life uh, yeah. animal's life and that's it has nothing to do with that it has to yeah. do with well no you can actually do what you want to do correctly but mm-hmm. that's a choice that you make that's that mm-hmm. is up to you um yeah. I still love my steak. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then I feel better. You, you don't mean, have just to have, honor how I feel. You don't have to have steak yeah. every day. I mean, I have, uh, when I do eat steak, it's, it's grass fed. And, um, yeah. I, I look at me as like a supplement. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. not a carnivore, <laughs> but I look at it as I really love my fruits and veggies. Um, and then I supplement with grass fed meat every sure. so often. You can't get a steak in India. Oh, right. <laughs> when I was there, it was like impossible. How how do you feel? Like, was it? I have to say India is vegetarian. Yeah. So the food dishes are amazing. But it's like real food. That it's you're real food. They're yeah. actually cooking it. Right. It's n- Nothing's processed. Yeah. And it's so cheap. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, like in America, it's like got to buy all this processed stuff. I know. The or, ingredients are so different here compared to like in Europe. You go to Italy, yeah. you eat pasta and pizza every day and you'll yeah. lose weight compared to being here. It's because, you know, everything here is sprayed with glyphosate. Scary. Yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit about the effects of alcohol. Okay. Because <laughs> I've seen you post about that Yeah. before. I don't drink. I know you don't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, what can alcohol do to our gut and affect us in the long term? I'm more concerned about what it does to the brain. Mm. It shrinks our brain. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah, literally shrinks it. <sighs> I would say um, this is this is another thing that. America <laughs> does wrong is, you know, we see people in in the blue zones drinking alcohol. They seem to be fine. Although blue zones are kind of deteriorating today because uh, packaged processed foods are making their way into their areas and they're no longer really, uh, they're not blue zones anymore. Um, it's quite sad. But in America, let's take wine, for example, like I tell people, if you want to drink wine, make sure it is not from here. It mm. should be from Italy because the wine is completely sprayed with pesticides. You are just drinking oh a, a cup of pesticides. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, people will. I had a client tell me she's like, OK, I'm going to she did not want to stop drinking. I was like, OK. And I'm I'm very open with people if they I will meet you halfway. Because I, I don't want to drink. I have maybe two drinks a year Same. for like special occasions. Same. And yeah. even when I do that, I like regret it because I'm like, I, <laughs> this feels awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, this is not worth it. Um, but I'm not I'm not sober. I just choose not to drink. But anyway, this client of mine, she uh, she's like, I love my wine. I'm not going to give it up. I'm like, all right, all right. Like maybe yeah. one day she will come to some peace or solution or resolution about it but that's her journey (laughs) but at least she was asking questions about how she could do better sure the uh, make better choices and i said don't choose wine from california or anywhere here in the states it's a cup of pesticides wow um and she started drinking well she started drinking less but she started choosing um a better quality wine that was not from the states and she's like, Claudia, I don't wake up with a headache anymore. Mm. I'm not hungover from like one glass. Um, wow. I'm my my state of mind is clearer. I'm like, well, yeah, it's all those pesticides. Where can you find that wine? I can send you. Yeah, because I'm like, I want to try now. <laughs> Special now occasions, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I used to like it. It's socially, or you go on a date and it right. just, you, you're just more open. Yeah. Um, but I just don't like how I feel 
right the lingering effects the next few days i i started drinking i was for some reason i never liked the idea of alcohol when i was younger um i think because i saw people abuse it and get hurt so i was like yeah. i i don't want to do that yeah um but then when i got to college <laughs> when i was at ucla all my friends were going to parties and i wasn't going or i would go and i would feel so awkward so i'm like I guess I should start drinking so I could feel like I'm a part of something. And so I started and I got this like moon face. My acne worsened. I was feeling so bad. Um, But I'm like, I'm still going to drink because this is what everyone's doing and I want to fit in. Um, But what I realized was if I just had a cup in my hand, it didn't have to be alcohol. It it could be a a mocktail or like whatever it is. I feel so much more comfortable with something literally just in my mm-hmm. hand because um, yeah. I you you are partic you're participating in 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 something social and it feels like you're everyone's sure. drinking but yeah, drinking doesn't to have to be alcohol you don't need to know what's in my cup no you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the last time I had alcohol was in march i was Mm -hmm. in india in mumbai and we went to the soho house for some prom night we all got dressed up one of my friends from new york just happened to be in india she was in mumbai i'm like girl come to this soho house tonight (laughs) prom prom night so she came and i'm like i'm just gonna have one drink to be social and let Mm -hmm. loose girl i got so messed up i thought i lost my phone i had everyone looking for it (laughs) i just did some really crazy things that night with what one drink no i had a few i mean people were just handing me and i didn't even know what it was (laughs) after a while you're just like downing them and i'm a lightweight anyway me too and i just it was fun but when i think about how I felt the next few days. It was just awful and I didn't like my behavior. So it affects Mm. so many, so many things. Yeah. It's not only killing off brain cells, but yes, it's disrupting your gut completely, which then in, in, uh, in connection to your brain, it's totally disrupting your neurons and, causing those behavioral issues you're feeling anxiety all of a sudden out of seemingly nowhere you're you're easily ticked off Mm -hmm. by small things and um yeah it's it doesn't do us any good we might feel great in the moment when we're drinking and oh this is so fun i feel so loose um but long term it is i just don't see how it's worth it i don't and there's some there are other things that can make you feel loose and you know yeah more comfortable in your body uh but also question like why are you drinking in the first place what is the Mm -hmm. motive there is it really just for that event to feel a little looser or are you drinking i mean people are are you drinking socially which how often is socially yeah or are you are you drinking like on a daily basis why is that when you come home from work and you need that glass of wine or Mm -hmm. you need mommy wine time like why is that there's some obvious underlying deep spiritual issues that i feel like they're not handling Mm -hmm. and um they're just using that as to camouflage it absolutely it's it's difficult i get it it's not to shame anyone because people don't have the tools to deal with yeah what they're going through and that's some one of the big reasons why i do what i do is to to offer that to people literally for free on on what those tools can be instead of being intoxicated wasting away poisoning your body with medications and alcohol and um even you know are we using sex yeah i see so many women i mean spiritually men and women are are different in the way that they with their sexual connections when when women sleep around with several people that energy from that man sticks with us in Mm -hmm. our body and it takes a few years for that to leave our body um there's just so many different root causes Mm -hmm. (laughs) of why we feel like crap Mm -hmm. and we need we should know that we should know 
what the possibilities are instead of just being like, here's another prescription on your way. See you yeah. soon. Absolutely. We, we always hear this uh, phrase, self-care is good, do self-care. <laughs> but how important is self-care and what exactly does that entail? Yeah, that's a great question. I get a little annoyed when people are like, self-care is my bubble bath <laughs> and my face mask and that's self-care. And it's like, that can be self-care. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but are you doing self-care in your bubble bath with your glass of wine? <laughs> yeah. Wow. What, like, what really is self-care? Is it, so for me, like, I am, what? gosh, I'm trying not to label myself anymore, but I'm a recovering perfectionist. What's your star sign? I'm a Virgo. Okay. Well, that explains <laughs> it. There you go. <laughs> and I overwork myself. I just, if I'm not working, I am freaking myself out because I'm not getting enough done. Mm -hmm. And for me, self-care is not doing anything and just being. Wow. Just being. And to mm -hmm. me that, like, if you told me, told that to my past self, I'd be like, well, that's just laziness. You're not doing anything. It's like, no, that could be meditative. Um, look, when you're, when you're constantly giving, 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 whether that's through work to family, people who are sick. I know a lot of people who are like nurses to their own family. If you keep giving and you're not filling your own cup, you're going to eventually break down. You're not going to have enough to, to give anymore. And um, then everyone is suffering because you can't take care of another person. You can't take care of your work, your kids, um, because you didn't take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So just doing nothing is self-care for me. Um, and that could be literally just sitting with myself and having a meditation in the background or some high frequency music or playing with my cat. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that could be self-care going for a walk, moving my body is self-care Working out could be self-care. I don't like high-intensity workouts. Um, I like things like yoga, um, walking again. We don't walk enough, so I keep saying walking. Especially in L.A. Especially in L.A. <laughs> we're all driving or yeah. sitting in one place. Um, grounding in nature. Oh, I'm so happy you brought grounding up because that is, there's so many benefits to grounding, and mm -hmm. it's not talked about. Yes. I feel amazing. I sleep so good when I ground. Yes. I mean, we're wearing these rubber-soled shoes yeah. all the time. We're walking around in our home. We're not – I mean, when, like, when are people outside yeah. <laughs> without their shoes on and just, like, sitting in the grass? And that's what I, what I mean when I say I like to do nothing is grounding yeah. <laughs> and things like that because you're – when you're grounding, the frequencies of the earth are being pulled up into your body. The negative ions, that's why you sleep so well when you ground. All those negative ions are being pulled into wow. your body. Um, this is not an, like some woo-woo magic no, yeah. crap. It's like <laughs> yeah. our, our this earth, this planet is so magical. It's so mm -hmm. powerful. Um, and frequency, even music i don't know if you've noticed but like the music of today i find is very dark oh it's and awful. uh it's so low vibration low vibration even... low frequency yeah and when we listen to it we like it might mm -hmm. be catchy but i don't know about you but i don't feel as great as when i listen to music from a few decades ago absolutely <laughs> i don't listen to the music of today i love 80s and 90s yes. i'm like what happened like yeah so two questions I want to ask you because we're running low on time, huh. but I know we can talk for hours. Yes. Me and you. <laughs> uh, 
uh, castor oil. What is your opinion on castor oil? Because I've been using it on my eyelashes, my brows, and then I got a little carried away the other day. (laughs) (laughs) You just bathed in castor oil. Girl, I put it under my underarms. Nice. And then I put it, they say put it in your belly button. So I put it in there and then I just took a bunch and started putting it all (laughs) over my stomach. Yeah. And I woke up the next day feeling nauseous as hell, <laughs> like super sick. Yeah. What was that about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom should be sitting here answering this question because she is obsessed, like beyond obsessed. I cannot even begin to explain. She, if she could, she would take a bath in it. Wow. Yes. Um it's, it's something that has really helped her with uh, overcoming BII. Um, I love that you're using it for eyelashes and eyebrows because it definitely helps with yeah. hair growth. It's like magic. It's amazing. It's it's incredible. I would never buy any like lash growth serums <sighs> out there. And you see like these women, like they have no makeup, but they have like those big fake lashes. That's all yeah. you see. It's like... No, that is not cute. Are those some real castor lashes? oil? No, these are false okay. lashes with the strips, not yeah. the ones that actually yeah. glue. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, your brows and lashes look amazing. But you. I just, I would never purchase the, and they're expensive. Castor oil is like super affordable. Yeah. Um, always buy organic. And even on top of that, I would encourage buying uh, organic castor oil in a glass bottle because. The ones in plastic can absorb the plastic Mm. and we don't want that. Plastic can be an endocrine disruptor. Um, But castor oil is incredible. I do castor oil packs. So do you have a pack with you or are you just rubbing it? (laughs) You like to get sheets and everything. Yeah, you like to get messy. messy. (laughs) I was like, what did I do? Not only is everything messy, but I feel like crap. (laughs) Oh, okay. So the reason why you felt like crap is because... That castor oil is pulling out waste in your wow. body. So you might have done too much. <laughs> yeah. My first time. <laughs> yes. It can have a very detoxifying effect. Um, so I tell people to go slow when they first start doing castor yeah. oil packs. A pack is um, usually it's like a piece of wool fabric Mm -hmm. that you could put castor oil on and then wrap around either like the area of your liver or, um, you know, sex organs and, oh, you could put it on your thyroid. If you have thyroid issues, it will level out your thyroid, um, the hormone markers. It's incredible. Um, but yes, it has a very detoxifying effect. So it's best to go slow I would say, you know, with any detox, whatever it might be, a heavy metal detox, castor oil, whatever you're using for detoxifying properties, go slow, uh, be aware of what your symptoms are because, I mean, so many people, they go through detox and they immediately stop and they're like, oh, that was bad for me because they're having symptoms come up. And I say, no, if your symptoms last longer than a week maybe two weeks. Yeah. Um, then there, there's an issue there. You mm-hmm. need, you need to stop and, and figure out what's going on. But if uh, you have symptoms and symptoms being worsened symptoms that you already have or, uh, sudden skin issues, like suddenly you're breaking out, you never break out. Um, it's, it's normal because the, the wastes are being pulled to the surface. They're being pulled out of organs, out of, uh, tissues and they're being brought to the surface and it can manifest by showing up in our skin or just having full body inflammation. Wow. So you could even have like joint pain or like wow. um, like full body pain. My mom's going through a heavy metal detox right now. She keeps calling me. She's like, Claudia, everything hurts. <laughs> like, keep going. <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> yeah. wow. uh, but you want to make sure you're hydrating. So after you do yeah. that castor oil, um, yeah whatever you did. Girl, I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson with that. Yeah. I tend to do things very extreme, like yeah. just full on detox without really researching and, or just like booking a flight to go to India, like in two days, like I'm very extreme like that. So yeah, I need to tone it down a little, but make sure you're hydrated so that the, 
the water can help flush out what's being pulled out and make sure you're having regular bowel movements every single day. Because if you're not, what's being pulled out that's not being literally excreted out of your body will recirculate within your body and keep causing more issues. So detox pathways being open before detoxing is very important. Make sure you're urinating, you're pooping every day. Make sure you're sweating a few times a week. Uh, cause if you're, if you're not again, um, pathways being shut, but mm-hmm. toxins being pulled out can be a recipe for a disaster. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for that info. Yeah. One quick question. Yes. Cause we've got to go. Um, parasites. We all have them, right? Big topic. (laughs) We all have them. And I know like in a nutshell, um, you can't give all the data you want to give, but I travel a lot. I've picked up parasites before I've used ivermectin. I've done, um, wormwood, Mm. all these things. Have you heard of Diametrius earth? Uh, yes. Diatomaceous earth. Yes. Yes. I know exactly how you say it, but something like that. (laughs) It's like a white fossilized uh, yes. powder. What are your thoughts on that? I need to look into that deeper. I've seen one of two things. I've seen people have really great results from it. And I've also seen people have very harsh results with their gut. So it might be too harsh on the gut for wow. some people. Okay. Um, I would recommend if it is too harsh to go the herbal route mm-hmm. with things like wormwood. Um, my friend Sheila, the she's the founder of Food Over Drugs. She mm-hmm. makes a wonderful all organic and well-crafted product of herbal capsules. They're 100% herbs. People have incredible results with their, the releasing of, of parasites with that. Um, fulvic acid is really great. It's mm-hmm. um, the, the zeolite clinoptolite zeolite if you go to my profile i i talk about it there also helps pull out not only heavy metals but parasites wow yes so there are a lot of great things you can do with pulling out Mm -hmm. parasites um people think that if you go to a third world country that's how you'll get them little dude you know that everyone has parasites whether you're in the u.s or in mexico oh yeah if you have a cat you got parasites (laughs) If you're grounding outside, yeah. if you're literally walking yeah. uh, on on grass, you're picking up parasites. Uh, oh. But please keep grounding. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're gonna get parasites from drinking tap water, from mm-hmm. eating food. It's going to happen. You yeah. like sushi? Great, you got parasites. We all have parasites, yeah. um, and you know, s- some worms maybe beneficial for us we all have worms that are are beneficial i know it sounds creepy yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um when we have an excess of worms and other parasites liver flukes we want to remove those from the body i mean if you grind your teeth at night that's a good indication that you have parasites if you have trouble focusing if you have trouble if you have like brain fog um appetite issues because parasites like to eat our nutrients Mm -hmm. and a lot of people who never feel full no matter how much they're eating most likely have parasites wow um or they're nutritionally deficient Mm -hmm. which is another thing because they're not actually getting in the nutrients that they need and they're still hungry um again so many different reasons for why we're while we're suffering. Yeah. Uh, but parasites are, yeah, major, major. I do a cleanse at least once a year. Nice. Just to. I think be everyone sure. should. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Claudia, for coming on my show and showing your support to my new endeavor. It means so much to me. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. And I'm, I'm so excited to watch your, your future interviews and yeah. How many, wait, how many do you have so far? I think this will be the sixth. Well, got a lot of editing to do. So <laughs> yes, it's I'll a launch it properly, probably in the next week or so. Oh, I'm You're so going to be in the first top three. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to do three at first and you'll be there Amazing. because I just really love everything that you're about, everything that you stand for and 
all everything that you shared is just being put out into the world. So thank you. Thank you. How can people find you? How can someone book a consultation with you if they have some issues and they want to speak with you? How can they do that? I have put a pause on consultations at the moment, but I'm coming out with a few self-guided courses. So keep an eye out for that. You can find me on Instagram at Healing the Source. Um, and then my website is healingthesource.org. I have a line of herbal products, tea blends and capsules uh, targeted for specific ailments like lymphatic drainage. And uh, oh, I got I got a tea called Peace Potion. I brought it here as a oh. gift for you. <laughs> oh, sweet. Thank you, darling. Of course. And um, let me see. I'm on TikTok, but I rarely use it. So yeah, same. Yeah. It's confusing. <laughs> it's, it's a wild place. <laughs> yeah. You can really get addicted. Just. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, thank you. And thank you. You're such a light. And I'm so grateful that you're here and that you have this platform and your voice matters so much. Thank you, darling. And namaste. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And stay tuned for the next episode. We love our lives. Yes. 